I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Yeah. Why can't we have some meat? They are not for eating. Just a mouthful. A bit off the flank. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys! Chapter 1 Looks like Lord of the Rings spoilers is back on the menu, boys. <laughs> this is Lord of the Rings spoilers! Yeah. 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 Boys are back in town! <laughs> I'm honestly pretty cheery to be sitting here talking to you guys about Lord of the Rings Two Towers. This has been a much maligned, a much, I don't know, a lot of behind-the-scenes work and also toil behind this pod, <laughs> but also a lot of people rooting for it to happen. So we did six parts for Fellowship of the Ring, and we're going to do seven parts for the Two Towers, because what's better than six? Seven. <laughs> Big up! <laughs> <laughs> Seven is the amount of hosts we actually have on the pod. So let's go east to east and introduce everyone. And Brett, I think that starts yeah. with you. That's me. I do have a question uh, for you, too. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So where does the Two Towers fit in your just like ranking of Lord of the Rings movie canon? We've seen a lot of it. We've seen the animated movie. A lot of us have seen <laughs> The Hobbits. Yeah. But also within this trilogy, just like where is it? I'd probably say, oh, this is Brett uh, recording from Fort Wayne. Um, I would say this is probably my second favorite. Uh, the last like hour of this movie is like freaking insanely awesome. Um, but yeah, it's probably my second favorite after the uh, Fellowship. Cool. Who's next? I think that moves over to Jordan. Yeah, I think that's me. Brother. <laughs> this is Jordan in uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh, I would agree with Brett, actually. I like um, Fellowship the most, and then this would be my second favorite. Although I haven't seen the animated one, so I guess I can't speak to that. <laughs> oh, top of the list. Would have been a hard yes for me. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. Mikey, recording from Goshen, Indiana. And uh, I think I like this one the most, cause it, just because it has the most action, I think, mm-hmm. like towards the end. There's just so such big set pieces, and they're all really awesome, so... I like this one a lot. I remember this one probably the most. Yeah, that that Helm's Deep set piece is really, really awesome. Hello, this is Stevie recording from Elkhart. Um, This is probably my third favorite with Return of the King being my absolute favorite, uh, then Fellowship, then Two Towers. But honestly, I love this trilogy. And I was thinking about it. So Amazon's coming out with this new Lord of the Rings like universal show. Yes. I think there are two great spinoffs within this movie that could or should happen. One, Amir needs his own movie. I absolutely love him. And the other spinoff that would be the Uruk on top of the rock, who's like pointing the sword <laughs> at Helm's Deep. I think he'd have a great origin story. You know, he started out as a small guy. People picked on him, worked his way to the top. Now he commands them. I think that'd be a great, great movie. Rags to riches. He was born a grown man. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure he's a grown man. I'm sure he was born like six six, but most orcs are like seven five. So you know, yeah, he was chosen like last in orc gym class. Exactly, and then he ended up becoming scrappy, and now he's the guy pointing the pointing the sword at the rock. A true Rudy story. Yeah, that's all I want. All right, moving on over west. I think Pappy is next, and Pappy, do we need to pour some of that orc blood 
mead stuff into your gullet to get you to wake up. (laughs) It couldn't make me feel worse. My hands are sweaty. I can't. I I told Mikey before I want so much Tylenol. I can't feel the tips of my fingers right now. It's it's insane. I wouldn't miss this podcast for anything. This is Pappy recording from Louisville, Colorado. Uh, I would add to that too. I think another potential spinoff could be like a tree beard, like slam poetry hour. That could be kind of fun. Oh my god! It's gonna get like ten words out. Spit some rhymes, but. Uh, I think the great Lindsay Ellis said it best, where Two Towers might be the weakest of the trilogy, but mm-hmm. it's also my favorite of the trilogy. And it's the one that, like, on a Sunday afternoon, it'd be the one that would pop on, like, first, the first one I would go to. But way better than anything in The Hobbit, obviously, or the animated mm-hmm. series. Not even close. And this is Corey recording out of Simi Valley, California. You know, Pappy, if you're going to steal the Lindsay Ellis stuff, what do I really have to say here? Like, <laughs> I might as well just go home. <laughs> I tagged you in that picture. I thought you would like it uh, on Podcast Spoilers Instagram. Uh, seemed right up your alley. It is, actually. Uh, believe it or not, I do like this movie more than the Hobbit trilogy, more than the animated movie. But in, in terms of ranking the actual Peter Jackson trilogy, I mean, it's really tough for me. I like them all a lot. I guess this one would be my least favorite, but I don't want to give the impression that I don't like it because I do right. like it a lot. But it, pretty much the same as Stevie. I like Return of the King the best. Let's go. Josh, if you would, uh, like, two and three for me are like a toss up. If you would have asked me a couple years ago, I would have definitely said Two Towers is my least favorite of the three. I might still say that. I don't know. Just, this one's just fresh in my mind right now. Brett's got to get his gravy. I in. love them all so much, though. <laughs> I, I'll also throw in that I've probably also seen Fellowship the most, though, out of all of them, and it's not my favorite. So, it's like, <laughs> uh, this is Josh from Goshen, and I am your host tonight for Chapter One of Seven. Like I said earlier, um, I think I'm in that camp where Fellowship is my favorite, and then this one, then The King, is the third of my favorite of those three, and they're all pretty close. I I do have Fellowship on a pedestal, kind of in my yeah. own mind, but. We talked about that last series. So let's get into the movie. To get into the movie, I think the best way is to first talk about timestamps. Now, <laughs> two, two things about timestamps. First thing is if you're following along, my section, chapter one, is going to be roughly the zero second mark to 30 minutes in the movie, roughly. And... The second thing about timestamps is that they almost ended the pod for a second time. Jeez. <laughs> I'd like to take this opportunity to formally apologize to you, Josh. You did the timestamps last year. I worked a little bit with, with you and a little bit with Steve to do the timestamps this year. But these fucking people, they're goddamn animals. All five of these hosts are just wild men with pitchforks and, and torches demanding timestamps. Like, they have to be perfect. It's insane. I don't, not me, Pat. I'm not doing timestamps next year, no matter what. I, I just, I also want to point out that Josh once again gave himself the smallest section <laughs> yeah, to host. Again. But Mikey, this is six times longer than it was last time, wasn't it? Exactly six times longer. We <laughs> <laughs> all remember last year. So it looks like he's doing more work, but he's really... I'm pretty sure I did the timestamps last year, but I didn't get no credit for it. You got a lot of guff. Listen, if I had to take all the shit for it, I was going to take the credit for it. <laughs> so... This year, Pappy made timestamps, and just to reiterate, if we haven't said so already, we're only covering the extended editions. Maybe we'll get into a little bit about like the differences back and forth between extended and theatrical re- release, but I personally don't think that's that interesting and don't have much of that plan for this first chapter. But our other hosts will do what they please, 
So, Jordan, I wanted to toss this first question to you and ask you about the top build actor and just what you thought of his performance. Bruce Alpress as Aldor. <laughs> oh, you noticed that too on IMDb? <laughs> what the fuck are you... Why are you throwing this to me right now? Who the fuck is Aldor? <laughs> <laughs> He's, you know, that old guy standing by the boy that has the good sword. That <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> Why? Why is he like Bruce Legend? I don't have much to say about Bruce. I'm sorry. I I can't bring much to the table on that. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, so he's first build. I think Peter Jackson did this just because of the A in his surname, All Press. Mm. So Sean Astin is next, and so forth. But what I will ask, and just throw this to the field, is we start this movie with a little bit of rewind dvr <laughs> rewind back to <laughs> gandalf's fight. previously on yeah and there's even a couple reuse shots um i'll point that out as a maybe a weakness right off the top but brett especially you i know that there's a lot of lore contained in this first three <laughs> minutes of gandalf fighting the balrock as they fall and fall yeah but they they don't get to the full fight until later but yeah just I just listened to the book like three months ago, so it's pretty fresh. It's just I don't know. It's very similar to what happens, except for the fact that like Gandalf is just completely blindsided when he finds out it's a Balrog at the very very end. In this, he like knows what's awaiting him the whole time, which I don't know what you think would be cooler because early on in the book he feels something and it jacks him up, like freaking jacks him up. I mentioned it in the last year's episode. I think the scene with the Balrog when he comes on the bridge and he does the whip and it's like maybe like my favorite. 30 seconds in cinema history. I think it's like the coolest thing ever. It's just a really, I think it's a cool way to start the movie. Mm-hmm. I know like recycling, maybe not, but them flying down, it's so cool. I totally forgot about him grabbing that sword, like like a superhero and mm. stabbing him. Dope. As, as an old man, that was pretty awesome. I heard on the uh, director's commentary that the studio uh, or Miramax put a lot of pressure on them to have another Gladriel Kate Winslet um, voiceover really? intro. Josh, do you think that would have been better than a flashback? It sounds <laughs> way worse. No, I think that works just once at the very, very beginning <laughs> of the trilogy, <laughs> like they did it. I, I love jumping into like a cold scene of action here. Like, don't get me wrong. It was just like a little jarring to rewind chronologically as like the first movie takes place you know just point a to point b just straight up they handled it pretty well by making it like it's frodo's dream kind of you know mm-hmm. it's a good out true i think it's extra i think it's cool how they start the movie with like a panning shot of like this really really cool shot of like snowy mountains and then it kind of zooms in and then you like start to hear a little bit of muffled talking and then like the further it gets into the mountain then it just gets really loud i don't know i thought that was it, it's kind of jarring, but I thought it was kind of cool, kind of a hot cup of coffee in the morning type of thing to get you going. Stevie, doesn't that strike you as something they almost like found in the editing to start this movie? Yes. Um, <laughs> I think Peter Jackson, whoever he works with, are just wonderful editors because 
to me, this almost just seems kind of like B-roll footage. Like, let's get some footage of mountains, valleys, mm-hmm. you know, rivers and lakes. And this is a really cool way of showing us, okay, we're in this, you know, we're back in Middle Earth. Big mountains, big valleys, wide open plains, you know, we're in this world. And it's a really cool way to say, and we're also in this world too. Mm. And it, <laughs> it takes us into something that we're familiar with, and it's a great jumping off point. Because this was like one of the most striking points of fellowship was Gandalf's, you know, supposed death. And everyone's reaction is different from Frodo wanting to run out there to Boromir having the sense to feel Frodo behind him and immediately grabbing him. Um, Just a really great way to jump into this movie. And this sequence holds my favorite shot out of any of the Lord of the Rings movies. And that's when the cavern opens up with the Balrog and... Gandalf both falling in flame. It's really cool. And yeah. it lights up the water, the cavern. And when you know how big the Balrog is, <laughs> like to pull back that far and have it look like this tiny little flame yeah. is such a good choice. I love that. I heard yeah, some complaining awesome. online too that it, like it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense how far they're falling. But a whole mountain. If you think about how much how much wilderness like a grizzly bear takes to like survive like how much space <laughs> yes. does a demon need it lives in like right. the mantle of the this earth this is a skyscraper demon he needs how room. much space does a 20,000 pound wolf need <laughs> but i mean hey, stevie you brought up in the last uh, like the fellowship pod about how like they they felt like they needed to start it with a set a big like action set piece and i feel like this movie does the same thing with like a quick shot of action it kind of hooks you and then we get back to like the journey. Um, but I also wanted to ask, like, the dream that Frodo's having is that because of the ring? Like, is that the ring trying to like fuck him up more? Uh, I think it's just got bad vibes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> On a very unchill day. <laughs> Are you uh, you talking about like him saying? I don't. I'm, I just watched it, but. Him dreaming about Gandalf? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like he wakes with a start and like the ring is fucking with him all movie. Well, technically he'd be able to know what's going on with uh, Gandalf, but he'd have to like focus pretty hard because he can, I mean, Gandalf's got a ring of power, so Uh, he'd be able to see what's going on with him. Interesting. I don't know if that's why they're doing it. Gotcha. Ooh, like he's he's sensing that somehow, but he just thinks it's a dream. That's kind of cool. Possibly, yeah. Interesting. That's pretty cool. But Corey, you mentioned it earlier. Frodo does wake up with a start. Where are he and Sam, and can you kind of set up what this duo is going to do for the rest of the movie? Yeah, they're uh, they're climbing down a, a cliff face with a very thin rope that they receive from Galadriel. Um, you know, it's them traveling to Mordor, and they don't really know what the fuck they're doing. Like, they, they can't navigate the land or anything, so you can tell they're, like, really struggling out there. Um, it is a little bit lighthearted. They they give us a joke like right away when uh, Sam drops this little box that seems to have something <laughs> valuable inside it, and it turns out it's just like spices from back in the Shire. Salt, just salt. One thing I noticed on a rewatch. I wonder if you guys think this is interesting. Is that all those jokes they make? There's that one about the salt, and then there's the one about how like the rope kind of falls down, and it's kind of like this deadpan moment because the elvish rope knows like to untie itself or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like Frodo relying on the elves mm-hmm. to get him where he is, and it ultimately feeds into like 
why he has to ask Smeagol to lead them to Mordor, which sounds like the worst <laughs> idea ever. Mikey, was that a good it's... idea? <laughs> uh, no, like Smeagol is like, he's just like playing his hand out in the open. He's like precious throughout his entire spiel. And it's like, okay, we get it. You want the ring. So Frodo is like, uh, you want a job? You want to take us but through the swamp or whatever? You want to get us to Mordor? I don't know. They wouldn't have gotten through without him, though. That's kind yeah. of the uh, catch-22. But now is your chance to commit a murder free of charge <laughs> out in the wilderness. <laughs> you can't. Just, you got him tied up. He's a freak. He's obviously going to kill you in your sleep or something. Like, you can't really trust this guy. True. <laughs> Since we're on the topic, like, what a phenomenal choice to do Andy Circus and mocap at the time because this is like this Kyla correct me if I'm wrong this is like in between the prequel trilogy it is and we talked about like like when we when we did those podcasts way back in the day and maybe we'll do another one someday like how sterile and gross those felt like putting a mocap person in a real world at the time fucking works and it works so goddamn well it still looks good too Mm -hmm. I think Jar Jar was like kind of mocapped in Mm -hmm. a way but he's first not quite mm-hmm. using the same technology as this. Like, he didn't have, like, the, the tennis ball thing. Mm-hmm. I think they just painted over him, actually. But, yeah, I mean, I was really impressed at how good Gollum still looks. Like, it, it's great. And a lot of it's, like, the colors, too. Like, you know, when he's in these environments that, like, he seems to blend well against. Yeah, like, he looks really good up against the rocks and stuff. Like, he might not look as good walking through a forest and climbing a tree or whatever. Can't wait for the new 4K edition to totally destroy <laughs> the CGI <laughs> in these movies. I'm going to buy it. I love it. Pappy, you're a businessman. True. <laughs> you're like the one guy in the pod that's just real sly in business. Whoa. Like, how does this work? Smeagol hmm. and like the hobbits. Uh, the note, the words I wrote in my notes are fraught and tenuous. <laughs> Their relationship, they're like competitors. So like, how does a relationship like this work when you are, like Mikey said, outwardly competitive? competing but you have to join up for like a little while <sighs> what were we watching isn't there a movie where they say the term like non-zero sum game and it's like a big part of the arrival? movie mm, arrival yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's like it's like that kind of scenario right where i don't know i, I guess Gollum is I don't, I don't it's more of like blackmail i guess even than that though right like they Gollum is like sworn fealty to the ring so i don't even know if it's kind of a collaboration as much as it is like a master subservient relationship right like I, I i don't think that Gollum, i feel like Gollum feels compelled to do what he does by the ring and even uh, like a little bit ahead in my chapter even like when he saves frodo he doesn't really have a lot of like heart for saving frodo you know what i mean he doesn't seem to care that he saved frodo he's just like get out of the light so i i don't, I don't know I, I, do you see Gollum as being more like calculating well i feel like almost already right away like two seconds after he makes the promise the Gollum character versus smeagol because we were shown pretty early here that it's like one person split into two Gollum's ready to stab him in the back immediately yes i'd be sleeping with one eye open (laughs) i guess very fraught very tenuous is that situation one other note i had was that Sam smells Smeagol before he arrives and thinks he's a bog. <laughs> and then later they step in a bog all within this first half an hour section. <laughs> so <laughs> I just love that. Moving along, plot B to our Hobbits, plot A in this movie are 
Aragorn, King of Men, Legolas, Elf, and Gimli, the Dwarf, and they're just running. Running, running. <laughs> Steal running. a horse. Steal two horses. <laughs> something. Yeah, why aren't they on horses? <laughs> they did Gimli dirty in this movie. Because <laughs> in the books, he is the best and fastest and best runner of all three of them. <laughs> what? I gotta so, say, like, my memory of them chasing after the Urukai is like Aragorn and Legolas like running really fast, and Gimli just like ro- doing barrel rolls down a hill, <laughs> <laughs> doing the Maradona, just barrel rolling. That only happens a little bit, but for some reason, like I just remember that being the whole journey, just like Gimli just rolling his way after him. Well, yeah, because Vigo can like listen to the ground and look at the tracks and know exactly what the orcs are doing from a day away, and Legolas can see them from. What do your elves eyes see, Legolas? What do your elves eyes see? And <laughs> Gimli's superpower is like complaining from the <laughs> rear, making it's jokes. Comedy. His superpower is comedy. <laughs> he can scrap though. <laughs> he is he is pretty funny, and I guess his extras knee got like dislocated in these Ugh. wide shots so a lot of injuries during this movie maybe we'll talk more about that later brett is there anything about them running like the cinematography that sticks out with you like do you like these helicopter shots i, I think they work in this movie uh because i don't think they're like too overly done and i just think anything you do and you put that music over is gonna look cool uh, I don't know if you guys like the tighter shots more or whatever. I guess as long as they're... I, I know what you guys have said it before. Like, when you use a helicopter shot, doesn't it kind of, like, immediately take you out of the movie? Haven't you said that before, Josh? It makes you think of a helicopter? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. When I think of this franchise, I think of the helicopter shots a lot, yeah. honestly. I will yeah. say, when I initially saw these movies, Brett, I was not thinking helicopter at all. I was thinking, wow, Middle Earth looks awesome, <laughs> and I want to <laughs> go there. Yeah, like, yeah, New Zealand's pretty awesome, and I think they wanted to show it off. This is one of those times that, like, do you kind of agree with, like, the Kevin Smiths of the world, where it's like, they're just, like, walking and running from place to place. It's 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 weird, I, and I, I really fucking love this part of the movie, and I think it looks good, but it does, it did kind of take me out, and it's like, ah, uh, it's kind of true, with, like, a few jokes thrown in about, like, uh, just, like, how fast they're running when they get into, like, certain areas and stuff. It's just odd. Like, that doesn't, the jokes don't take me out as much as Orlando Bloom's terrible, terrible acting oh, yeah. takes me out. Ooh. Like, <laughs> how do we feel about him? He's not good, right? No. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. I love them. They but... run as if they're very whips of the masters were behind them <laughs> or something. Even when he's using his elves' eyes and like looking further, I just don't buy it. No. <laughs> looking intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> And like when I was watching the uh, director's commentary, uh, the two writers and Peter Jackson went on and on, like right after the what do your elven eyes see line, like they're taking the opposite eyes and guard, but how good of an actor he is. I'm like, oh, you guys are like defending him way too much right now. Like it's so transparent on what you're doing. Do you think elf eyes are going like zooming in? Like predator vision. Like Jordy LaForge contacts, yeah. Well, speaking of signature looks of superiority, we got Chris Lee as Saruman. He's tearing down another forest. Spoiler in this movie. Dude, this dude spends all his time fucking lighting fires, man. That's all. That's what he is about. Get us up to date on Saruman and his plans. 
Uh, he's just brewing up some more urukai, cooking them up, tearing down some trees. They're running out of trees. He's like, there's a whole forest right there, dumbass. <laughs> Use that one. Can someone explain to me how you make orcs? The urukai, you mean? Yeah. It's two parts you wood. wait until they're ripe, and then you pick them out of the ground. Are they growing in the ground? Kind of. They, they say something about it's like a potato. goblin men mixed with the trees, the magic of the trees or something. I don't know. It's really easy, Steve. All you have to do is just use the B-roll footage from Fellowship of the Ring, stick it in this movie, and got some new orcs. <laughs> oh, man. This is what didn't make it exactly. That's a good question, Stevie. I don't know. It's always bothered me. How do you make it? How do you make an uruk? Like I, I, I don't get it. Uh, you're not a dark sorcerer, so you wouldn't get it. I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. As our trio that I was talking about earlier, they they eventually stumble upon the lands of Rohan, and I think, like, I don't want to get po- too political here, but I think what Christopher Lee Saruman is trying to do here is very similar to maybe the Republican Party, where you want to tear down the environment, then trick the poor people into <laughs> fighting the middle class. <laughs> Staunch. Make Rohan great again. There's a lot of TV torch whites in this movie. Just with the, wait, with the, the, the grimy old men, I mean, they're like giving him the land without having to work for it. So I think that's never mind. <laughs> oh boy. I love you, Brett. <laughs> so, Stevie, you said you liked Aomir, and he always struck me as a little bit too, like, WWE almost for, like, <laughs> he looks like Christian, okay? <laughs> what? I forget the actor who plays him. Uh, what's his name? Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. He looks different. Like, you can't even tell it's the same dude in every freaking movie. Yeah. From, like, Aomir to Bones is stunning, but. Continue, Josh. No, I, what I wanted you to do is set up him and, like, his immediate family. And we're in chapter one here. So, like, yeah, Grima's, like, getting kind of his claw marks into you, the viewer. And he's already got him deep into Theoden King with, like, the glaze over eyes. But, <laughs> Theoden King. But set us up with the immediate family. Like, who are the characters here? So, like, Grima Wormtongue is, like, Fox News. And Theoden's kind of like... <laughs> Let's stop with this. It's kind of like your parent that you used to be like, wow, super smart. And then all they do is watch Fox News now and they become Theoden. But um, so, yeah, we have (laughs) Aemir is Theoden's nephew. Then we have Eowyn, who is his sister, which is Theoden's niece. And um, we don't know it yet, if I remember correctly. But actually, no, we do. Theoden's son has died. And so, pretty much once the son has died, Grimma wants to go after Eowyn because he's super creepy and she's one of the few attractive Eve. women in all of Middle Earth outside of Arwen. <laughs> great job, JR, naming them Arwen and Eowyn as the only two uh, female characters. Sorry, man, all over again. Yeah, Gimli and Gamli, come on. Better than that. Uh, That's right, there's a Gamling. There's a Gamli. It makes no sense, but yeah. So, oh, Tom Bombadil. <laughs> well, he's smarter than Nobody. all of us put together, so I think he had his reasons to do this. So, Brett, I'm just being tongue in cheek, but cheek in cheek. Um, so Amir gets banished from Rohan. I guess he's a threat. Grimma tricked like seemingly smart people into going along with him. I don't get it. That dude is so evil. Like, how'd they let him in the front door ever? You know? Like, <laughs> like it, it's yeah. one thing if he's, like, attractive. Sir, take a bath before you <laughs> enter like, the kingdom. He's, like, evil and slimy. 
It's weird. Late it's like, let's listen to this guy. Hour. I, he, he is pretty tricky, though. Like, he almost gets Eowyn to, like, go along with him at one point when he's just, like, talking to her alone. I noticed that everyone that follows Saruman has really bad teeth. Mm. Mm. So is this something bad about dentistry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the men of the East, like the wild men, they're the worst, dude. Like that That's some scary shit. No, the orcs have like the worst. Is that what they're fighting for? Like universal health care? <laughs> oh, dear God. Men of the East and the orcs all following Saruman. Like, that's it might my be point. a little more expensive in... Uh, Gondor, but their teeth are a lot better. So, you know, universal health care. Higher think we taxes. It right there. Books, <laughs> Brett, this whole, like, Rohan interesting isn't in the books, right? Like, you just kind of, like, meet Rohan when they show up. Like, because we're here without any characters from the Fellowship, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, you just meet them kind of out in the road. The uh, Two Towers has, like, two vantage points. It's, like, at the beginning, it's Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli, and what they're doing. And then after all that's finished, and they, they you know they meet with Gandalf, and they do their whole thing, the Battle of Helm's Deep. The second half of the book is just Frodo, Gollum, and Sam, uh. and all of the guy, the Rohan stuff, and that's all book three, like nothing else. And uh, I think there's two quick, interesting side things. One is in the books, he's a dick at first, but Aomer is like the coolest one of the nicest guys in the whole book. He's so cool. And secondly, there's like a blood feud that erupts between uh, Aomer and Gimli that I wish they would talk about in the movie. Yeah. Like he, he disses uh, Galadriel and <laughs> Gimli has like the biggest, bo- like you, I'm not even joking. He's got like the biggest boner for Galadriel. <laughs> like he's like, I will kill you before this is over. If you, I mean, and Aomer spends the rest of the book trying to get Gimli to not kill him. Like, he, like, it's crazy how much he fell in love with Galadriel. Like, you think he is creepy in the movie? In the book, he's just, like, fawning over her. It's crazy. A simp. Yeah, he doesn't shut the fuck up about her. He's got those hairs, you know? Yep, three hairs he gets from her. Something that's super creepy. No. He's probably always yeah. sniffing them. <laughs> we may have made this joke last time around, but I always assume they were pubic hairs. Anyway, <laughs> she's, definitely, she's definitely smooth down there. Oh, to finish out my segment, Pappy, your timestamp ended with the big, sh- like, horse hoof hitting the ground. And I never really yeah. did like that shot, but. Now, stupid. Red sun rises. Blood has been spilled this night. Regardless, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, they're getting really close, but the orcs gotta stop for a quick breather. And again, we see another (laughs) fraught, tenuous relationship between two different types of orcs here. This is where we get the classic line, when are we gonna get some meats? We see a head lopped off. I mean, guys, this is classic Lord of the Rings. Just not, (laughs) you don't need the son of men you don't need the wondering to rule them all you just need a couple of orcs arguing with each other and it's wonderful yes yeah first of all they look amazing mm-hmm. yeah the urukai especially they look frightening and they look real and uh it's just extremely impressive i mean if there's ever a meme of this podcast it <laughs> looks like meets back on the menu boys right <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> 
like meat's back on the menu, boys. Probably the best Marion Pippin scene from the whole movie. It's kind of all downhill from here after this. Mm. Yeah. Do you, do you? I know this is going a little ahead of my section, but do you like how neither of the hobbits, when they stumble upon Gandalf, call him by his name, so that when Aragorn stumbles upon him later, it's the first time <laughs> Gandalf has heard that word uttered? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> anyway, I might edit that out, Pappy, so you can talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I have that in my notes. But. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, hey, it's you. <laughs> what, what, was, what was Gandalf calling himself before then? He was just no name. I am Bro, Saruman. His his brain was like oh, full of wonder and space and time. Happy thoughts, like he wasn't even thinking about the past much. <laughs> He's so smug. Gandalf, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I broke the cardinal rule of breaking this into chapters and slipping into Pappy's. Yeah, good thing we had those tan stamps figured out, so that we'd be very clear on what specific section we'd be talking about. All right, back to the Urukai though. Yeah. It, Wait, can we talk about Helm's Deep real quick? How awesome is that orc who blows himself <laughs> up at the end? <laughs> Bro, the stairs sliding on a shield. Let's go. Oh, God, stop. <laughs> I get a little taken out of it with the Urukai when they're they're like having full on conversations with these hobbits here, and they're like. Well, bro, well, you need to just shut up or else we're going to eat you. <laughs> Why are you not just eating them? I'm not terrified of you. You're like, this is like an office talk right now. <laughs> I don't know. Just seemed weird that they were holding them captive instead of just murdering them. With their orders. Yeah. Not spoiled. Yeah, but don't you think they would have like searched them for whatever they, they had? I think the idea is like the the regular orcs would probably do that or just kill them and not do what they're told because they fucking suck. But I think the Urukai are supposed to be like more legit. Like they'll actually follow orders. Like they're they're like Navy SEALs. They're the Navy SEALs of shitty villains. Orc Team Six. <laughs> orc Team Six. <laughs> it works for his disadvantage, but I think the Urukai here think that they might have a weapon that they wouldn't be able to like detect. They're gonna take him to Saruman to frisk him. Mm-hmm. I don't think Saruman's told them specifically. Yeah, I don't think like, many of them just knew like, what they were looking for. So, yeah. Saruman's not going to tell them, hey, you have a super powerful ring. If you slip this on, you've got to be the most powerful being in Middle <laughs> Earth. You'll probably obfuscate that a little bit. They have something. You need to bring it to me. Good opsec. That's just since he was like kind of involved in a double cross. Like He wanted it. Uh, and the other people were supposed to bring them eventually, I don't know, timestamps. Man, that's a lonely life that Saruman lives. Can't even bring his most close ad- like close advisors into his true plans, but... He's got no boys. I'll let you all into <laughs> my true plans. I plan on making somebody the Lord of the Lord of the Rings. Oh. Yeah. Someone the Gollum again. Oh. Oh dear! <laughs> Who was the Lord of the Lord of the Rings last time? Stevie. Just Stevie. me. Yeah, Stevie. but you weren't. You weren't in all six, were you? No, that's how good I was. I didn't have to be in all six to win. <laughs> you didn't lose any points. You mean, <laughs> Stevie? You had. What's happening? There's six of you fighting to be Lord of the Lord of the Rings again, and since you are the current champ. I want you to set the order for this first trivia. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go. I'll go first. Okay. Then Brother Jordan. Okay. Thanks. Then Mikey. Okay. Corey, Brett, and Pappy. Okay. I'm That's sick. The order in reverse of how much he likes us, so. And I did the timestamps. 
nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see if there's an advantage to going first or last. We'll That's see. That's what I thought. Yeah. So here, here's what I got. I got seven questions, okay? And Stevie, since you're first, you'll have the first crack at the first question. And if you, it's worth two points if you get it right. You have to name which member of the fellowship did X. So if you don't like your odds, you can push to the next question, but that will make it so you can only get one point. And then that first question will eventually be reused at some point. So someone else will get a chance at that. So Pappy, you may be stuck with a, your Pappy is going to be stuck with a question at the end. <laughs> okay. But that's just kind of how this will work. Also, Pappy will only, you only have a chance for a two pointer. Sorry about that, but is this book knowledge, Josh? No. Um, okay. Basically, the only reason Two Towers, Lord of the Rings, is even famous is because the main character, Viggo Mortensen, broke two of his toes kicking a helmet <laughs> during a scene in this movie. And he did? Wow, 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 wow. Ugh. And everyone knows that trivia. So what we're going to do is Lord of the Rings injuries trivia. <laughs> you need to tell oh. me which member of the Fellowship acquired said malady. So, Stevie... <laughs> Your f- your first first option is this. This member of the fellowship gained weight and blamed it on the hobbit feet he had to wear. Man. Remember you can push. Do I name the actor? You can name the actor or the character's name. I don't care. Man, I feel like it's Billy. I mean, I feel like it's Sam, but I feel like trick to say it's Billy. I'm gonna let's just try Samwise. Samwise Gamgee. Sean Aston gained weight and blamed it on having to sit around for quote 15 or 16 hours waiting. Let's go in the prosthetics. Good job. Mm-hmm. You got two points. It's a great start to becoming the next let's go. Lord of the Lord of the Rings. He gained weight because he had to sit around for 16 hours one time. <laughs> <laughs> no, like for all for a bunch of the shooting schedule, and then like when he was just sitting there, his only thing to really do is like watch and eat. So he'd just be uh, eating. Jordan. This member of the yes, fellowship brother. suffered a few broken ribs after being thrown from a horse during the filming of this movie, Two Towers. I'm gonna say that is Gimli since he's riding double all the time. It was his companion, Legolas Orlando Bloom. <sighs> Damn. <clears throat> Mikey. And remember, you can push if you need to. This member of the fellowship gained weight on set because he quit smoking in 2002. I feel like that's Elijah Wood quit smoking. <sighs> Say the guess. Elijah Wood. Indeed, it is not. It is Sir Ian McKellen Gandalf. Quit his smoking in 2002 during... Why did you say, indeed, it is not? (laughs) (laughs) Josh, that's why he said it would be a thing. Backhanded response. Do we get minus points for for wrong answers? No, you just are zero. Okay, zero. So Stevie two, Joe zero, Mikey zero. Corey, this member of the Fellowship gained a black eye while he was trying to surf with two of the hobbits. I'm going to say Aragorn. It was Vigo Rockhard Mortensen. Good what job. a legend. <laughs> Brett, remember, you, yes. you still have the option to push if you don't like it for two. This member of the Fellowship broke his finger while surfing. I'm going to say Elijah Wood. 
It was a Hobbit, but it was Billy <sighs> Boyd who played Pippin. <sighs> Pippin. Pappy, I'm afraid no one pushed. No one did anything <laughs> cool. So you just get this last question. This mm-hmm. member of the Fellowship chipped his tooth at Helm's Deep. Uh, well, we already said Aragorn, and we already said Legolas. So I'm going to go with Gimli. Wait, 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 wait. I just want to let you know that this is not a list where we go like one by one. Gimli, <laughs> Gimli, Gimli. It's not. It's Viggo Mortensen's trying to get oh. you off the hook there. <laughs> Tyler would later say that he inspired us all because he tried to stay on set. <laughs> Peter Jackson said, no, go to the doctor, you idiot. <laughs> so that is chapter one. In that first half an hour, boys, any last thoughts, any last chance remarks here? I, I just want to say I like how the Hobbit culture just revolves around food and they were so jacked about this pinch of salt that Sam nearly killed Frodo for almost dropping <laughs> down the mountain. And it's like, I complain when a video game kind of sucks and they're like living and dying on this salt to put on this chicken that they're never going to find. <laughs> It's like the best time that they have is just eating food. It's a like good culture. I like that. Well, nothing can dampen your spirits, Mikey. Not even those rain clouds. Take it away, spoiler man. We'll come right back for chapter two. Spoiler man here. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Don't have enough fuel to feed the fires. The forest of Fangorn lies on our doorstep. Burn it. Yes. That was spoilers.